0: Good Year and welcome to the first episode of Defence Talks, securing UK advantage of 2024. This podcast, brought to you by the Council on Geostrategy in partnership with ADS Group and sponsored by BE Systems, discusses the key questions that shape defence, technological, and national security agendas in the UK and explores the main themes in British defence in the context of intensifying geopolitical competition. 2023 was a year fraught with instability globally, stretching from attempts to subvert international norms in the maritime domain to outright conflict in the land domain. However, it was also a year where the United Kingdom, in tandem with its allies and partners, proactively shouldered greater responsibility in dealing with international crisis and responding to the needs of the most vulnerable. I'm Victoria Sarek Summerlin, and in this special episode, we will reflect upon the first five episodes of this new podcast. On the first episode of Defence Talks, we spoke to Dr. Robert Johnson, Director of the Secretary of State's Office for Net Assessment and Challenge, and Shashank Joshi, Defence Editor at The Economist, about the recent refresh of the Defence Command paper. This episode explored the current status of UK defence capabilities, as well as the main threats facing the UK currently, and considered what UK defence will look like in the next 100 years. If you have not already listened to this episode, listen to this clip of Dr Rob Johnson explaining what a major threat or crisis would look like for the UK. If
1: we ever had a major threat to the United Kingdom, a major crisis, it is going to affect as we've already seen your energy costs secondly your consumer goods are going to be affected so what you currently buy is going to change if the united kingdom is attacked or its interests are attacked or china does something ridiculous in the east asian area banking is going to be affected so suddenly your paycheck is going to change maybe your banking won't even work if there was a major cyber attack in the united kingdom and if if the uk mod and uh, the, um, the Government Communications Centre at Cheltenham wasn't working closely together, which it does really, really well. But if it hadn't been, and it wasn't integrated, then we, the, uh, the public, if you like, are going to suffer. So we might not think it's important. We might say it's a lesser priority right now. But I dare say also, if we had a terrible attack, including a terrorist attack in anywhere in the UK, the public would turn around and say, well, actually, defence and security is more important. But i say say my, my line would be, it's not a beauty contest. We're not trying to win the popularity stakes. What we're trying to do is deliver what the public need, um, and, and that is our duty. That's our first duty of government is to protect the nation and help it prosper. Uh, and I think that's ultimately what we're trying to achieve.
0: In our second episode, we discussed the importance of greater diversity in the defence community with Richard Blackmore, Head of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion at BE Systems, and Angela Owen, founder of Women in Defence UK, speaking ahead of the annual Women in Defence UK Awards. In this episode we covered the benefits that a diverse workforce brings and the main barriers to achieving this. This next clip is of Richard commenting on common misconceptions about diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives and the difference between equity and equality.
2: For me and, and and i think one of the big misconceptions around diversity equity inclusion in in any industry not just not just defense is that that diverse candidate will get the job it's not at all it's about improving the pooling of the applicants that come for that job which therefore advance the opportunity um from an equitable perspective and and i think that's one thing to to really define here is equality is something we spoke about previously but equity equals equality so it delivers equality and it's around understanding that those uh, minority demographics within our society and within our industry um, will have uh, will be starting from a different position so their starting place is lower back uh, or you know further behind than those of a a majority within any industry so we need to provide support to them
0: for episode three we were delighted to welcome the right honorable james Heapy, minister of state for armed forces to discuss the relationship between UK society and the armed forces. Together with Howard Musto, industry editor at The Telegraph, we focused on opinions of the armed forces in the UK and the support available for those who serve, for their families and for veterans. Here is James Heapy discussing the consequences of changing perceptions of the armed forces and the blurring lines between political decision-making and military delivery.
1: My concern is when you see what's happening to the police and the BBC and other big kind of institutions of in the British state, that that separation of the political decision making from the military delivery might start to blur. And I think that's a very dangerous place because the armed forces are not a political body. They do what is the decision of the government of the day. And it would be catastrophic, I think, in terms of the relationship between the military and the public, if the military became are uh, directly associated blamed or credited with the political decision rather than just being revered as those who have chosen to serve our nation and potentially make the most ultimate sacrifice in the name of that duty
0: episode four focused on the relationship between the defense sector and esg investment hearing from kevin craven ceo of ads group and camilla hughes former ESG lead at Rothschilds and co-global advisory, we considered the importance of ESG to the sector and how we can make sure the sector does not lose out on the investment necessary for securing the UK's advantage. Listen to Kevin discussing the importance of having a strong and resilient defence industry for UK defence.
2: This is an increasingly dangerous world, you know, the peace dividend, if it ever existed, you know, is gone. We have war in Europe, we have war in the Middle East uh, and we have potential conflict in uh, Asia-Pacific as well, so there is this very complex threat environment that now extends to other domains like space and cyber, where countries like ourselves are under increasing attack. So having a strong resilient uh, military and a defense industry that supports the military is desperately important so uh, paying attention to these broader trends that may have unintended consequences is is important for us
0: our final episode of the year featured professor sir lawrence friedman emeritus professor of war studies at king's college london and dr william james axon johnson research fellow at king's college london to discuss what it means to have a military competitive edge how such an edge has displayed itself in history and what we can learn from this This next clip is of Professor Friedman speculating on what the focus of the next 50 years will be and whether the digital age is a replacement for quantity.
2: Quantity is still very important. Mass, uh, preparedness, basics, keep those in mind. Inevitably, um, attention is devoted to the implications of the digital age and artificial intelligence will make a difference there it's making possible more autonomous systems they raise their own ethical legal issues but i think almost certainly one way you make up for your limited numbers of soldiers will will be more robotics and uh, the more you can get into these decision cycles of, uh, of the enemy by being faster and quicker and having better information and processing it all of that will make a difference but you know again The moment the systems go down you're in trouble.
0: As we enter 2024 and face a more contested international environment than we did 12 months ago, we look forward to continuing to engage with you, our listeners, to discuss the most important issues facing British defence. Some of our upcoming episodes will cover how the UK achieved strategic advantage by influencing NATO through doctrine, the maritime environment, what does the threat to the United Kingdom look like and are we sufficiently equipped, and Building UK Advantage, Building the Next Generation Combat Aircraft. So stay tuned. That's all for this special episode of Defence Talk Securing UK Advantage, a podcast brought to you by the Council on Geostrategy in partnership with ADS Group and sponsored by BE Systems. We we'll look forward to you joining us for our next episode as we look ahead to UK Defence in 2024, later this month. To find out more about Defence Talks Securing UK Advantage or to submit a question for an upcoming episode, email defence talks at geostrategy.org.uk or visit our website at www.geostrategy.org.uk slash Defence Talks.